Welcome to another episode of the Childless Not By Choice podcast, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the childless not by choice women and men around the world. Savella Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we did not have the children we so wanted. I also welcome you even if you do not fit the demographic. Maybe you did not want children. Maybe you have children. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to episode 118. Episode 118. Today's show is going to be about how the coronavirus set new boundaries. Yes, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that But first, I would like to thank my patrons for their monthly financial contributions to the platform. If you would like to join the Patreon family of monthly contributors, visit patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice and set up your monthly contribution for as little as $5 per month. No matter your giving level, I have a gift for you. And if you prefer to give a one-time gift via PayPal, you can do that too. You can find me at PayPal at booksbysevillamorgan at gmail.com. That's booksbysevillamorgan at gmail.com. Either way, your contributions to the platform are greatly appreciated and thank you. I just made a payment to my web builder with Patreon funds that I received today. So the the giving, the gifts, everything, they're important and they go directly back to the platform. Thanks again to my patrons, Jordan Morgan, the Knights, Alphonse and Olive Knight. And there's a spot here just for your name. So let me know if you have any questions and we will get you up and running with any contributions you have to the platform. Thank you. By the way, be sure to visit the website childlessnotbychoice.net, look to the left on the home screen and click on the link below the telephone if you would like to leave me an up to 90 second voicemail. That's what that link is there for, it's specifically for voicemail. So you have 90 seconds to tell me what's going on, how you liked an episode, what you didn't like about an episode. Leave me a message on that phone link right there on the website. So, you know, if you have been a part of our Childless Not By Choice family for any amount of time, you know how much I discuss and completely believe in the importance of boundaries, because I believe proper boundaries promote positive mental health. Let me say that again. Proper boundaries promote positive mental health. You see, when we allow others, family, friends, co-workers, sometimes even strangers, to cross boundaries by guilting us into running errands because we don't have kids, when we allow them to speak to us in a negative way, when we allow people to continually push us into acquiescing to a decision we did not originally want to make because 
They think our voice is unimportant. We are allowing them to cross boundaries and, dare I say, normalize disrespect. Make sure that you have set kind but firm boundaries in every aspect of your life. It takes work. It's just, it doesn't happen overnight, especially if you have been allowing everything I just mentioned all along. It's, it's going to take work. People are going to have to see that you're serious, but you will have to be serious for yourself. And uh, you will have to exercise self-respect before anybody else will respect you. So it takes time, it takes work, but you can do it. I know you can. Be patient with yourself. And um, hey, be patient with others. <laughs> be nice, keep trying, and um, it will be worth it for your mental health. Speaking of boundaries, how does the COVID-19 or aka coronavirus affect those of us who are childless, not by choice? Didn't think there would be a connection, huh? Well, there is. There always is a connection. We live in a connected world. And you'd be surprised sometimes at the way connections can be made. So there is a connection. First, let's talk about family interactions. You know, they say stay in place, stay at home, but suppose you have an elderly family member who needs help. It can really seem overwhelming, confusing, and just plain crazy. I mean, I belong to a group of women who are caregivers for their parents. Some of them are caregivers for other family members, but it's mostly women who work who are also primary caregivers for their parents. And um, that's the big question right now. How are we supposed to exercise social distance when we have to cook for this person, do their laundry, and, um, you know, make their beds and all the things that we do as primary caregivers. Some people even would have to bathe that family member. How is that? How are we being socially distant right now? And so it's, it's, it's a big question, but all I can say is, um, you know, do the best you can. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But as for us, those of us who are, you know, childless, not by choice, family can look different. As childless, not by choice people, we sometimes have less people to interact with. So some of us have people we care for, and some of us have no one. We have less people to interact with. We may not have children of our own, but for many of us, there are children or young people in our lives that we care about immensely. You guys hear me talk about my nephews all the time. They are grown men now, but I love them like nobody's business. So these young people, we care about how they are doing mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We want them to be okay. Isn't it beautiful that we get to be be thinking about these people, although they're not our children, we didn't get to have the kids, but if you have young people in your life, you cherish them. We still get to share ourselves, not just the way we, we expected we would, but we get to share ourselves in a different way, and it's still beautiful. So now that many of us are staying in place, quote unquote, that gives us more time to get in contact at a safe distance with those same young people or the elderly people in our lives. So we need to do it. Now is the time. I don't think we will ever have this time again, this amount of time. It's, it's, it's sad, the amount of death right now, to be honest, globally. It's just unbelievable and sudden and heartbreaking. 
But at the same time, those of us who are, are healthy, we have been given a gift of, of, of time and the ability to use what we have with the staying in place to get a lot of things done. I posted on my Facebook group uh, asking everybody, what's everybody doing right now uh, as you stay in place? And there were so many people saying that they're getting projects done. They're finding the time to start a garden. Of course, there are parents who are homeschooling their kids, <laughs> pulling their hair out, homeschooling their children. But a lot of people are finding the time now because they have to stay home at least they're supposed to be. Most of us are trying our very best to stay home and not have to go out. But you may, I mean, if you have to go, you have to go. But I would strongly suggest you stay home. I mean, it seems like it's getting worse. And that's how it usually is. It'll get worse before it gets better. But anyway, we're finding time. And that's what a lot of the responses were. They're finding time to get things done. And we are never going to have that time again. You know, when we are young, we feel like we're going to live forever. But um, I would strongly suggest following the CDC guidelines. Uh, many people outside of the at-risk demographics are now getting sick and even dying. So please follow the guidelines. Stay home as much as you can. Only going out if you absolutely need to. When I go out, it's to go to the grocery store or to the pharmacy. It's not easy, but at the same time, look, you have got time now to get some stuff done. Think about things around the house that you've been putting off uh, that you just didn't have the time for. You know, just find the time now. I am now able to work from home while this is going on, and I'm so thankful for this. My commute was an hour each way, and now it's five minutes. And it's only five minutes because, of course, I have to stop in the kitchen <laughs> and get breakfast, which is, I guess, it's a little bit more than five minutes, but you know what I mean. So anyway, just take advantage of this time. I, I don't think it's going to come this way again. And I'm, I'm really sad that it, it came this way, this way. But we have it. So take advantage of it. And remember that that six feet of social distancing can save your life. You know, there's a ton of information out there, and I know we are probably on information overload right now, but I'm going to put this link from all recipes in the show notes. And you might be asking, what does all recipes have to do with the coronavirus? And, and for those of you who don't know, all recipes is a, um, it's a recipe site. And uh, a lot of the recipes come from people like you and I, we came up with these great recipes, they worked and we're sharing them. And so the site is called all recipes, and they have a, a Facebook page as well. And so I, I love them. I've tried many of their recipes and they're easy to use. You know, sometimes you come up on a recipe from certain platforms, and it's like, I, I can't do this. I'm not a, a TV chef. <laughs> but All Recipes is so for real and down to earth that I just absolutely love them. So check out the link. I'm not getting paid by them. They don't even know them. They don't know I exist. <laughs> but I love their recipes. And I loved the article that they wrote on how to deal with the coronavirus in the kitchen. Basically, it was a it's a great article. It's well written. And I think you like it. So do check it out. It's in the show notes. Here's another thing as we move along here. I kind of mentioned it before, but I want to say it again. 
consider those in our families who are at risk or the person who has pre-existing conditions. Uh, all of this is, remember, we're talking about boundaries and how the coronavirus affects boundaries, even for those of us who are childless, not by choice. So consider those in our families who are at risk. There, there are people who you can tell are obviously at risk. Maybe they're elderly. Maybe you well, know them well enough to know what their pre-existing conditions are. But remember, we may not always know who is at risk. There are many young and younger people out there who have unseen conditions. So let's just consider each other as we go about our day. And again, consider the six feet of social distancing because we don't know who's who and people don't have to tell you their business to get you to stay away from them. Let's just practice it. I know it's hard. It's not something we're used to as a society. We're used to standing in line right behind one right behind the other. And now we're seeing these X's that are six feet apart on the floor at the grocery store. You know, it's just, it's it's hard. It's, it's not easy, but do try to remember that just because somebody is young, it doesn't mean they don't have pre-existing conditions. And another thing that I heard was just pretend everybody has it. Pretend everybody has the virus. That'll make you keep your six feet apart, your distance, right? Just pretend we all have it because you don't know who has it and who doesn't. Some of us, so, well, I'm not going to say us, but some people don't even know they have it. They may have it and not even know. And so, and then, you know, yes, we've heard about those people who very well know they have it, but have been leaving their homes when they are supposed to be in quarantine in their homes. And I just don't understand the thought process of people like that. I don't understand it. But whether you have it or know you have it or not, do what you're supposed to do, please, for the rest of the, for the rest of your brothers and sisters around the world. I mean, can I say it any simpler than that? In the meantime, though, we should try to help our elderly or at-risk neighbors um, who may not have family members to help them. And if we can't help directly, because again, we have to protect our neighbors, especially the elderly ones, we can help by donating them time to an elder care center in some way or donating food to a food bank for an elder care center. We have a an elder care center here, not too far from where I live. So they, they collect food for their food bank all the time. You know, there are a lot of people also who have lost jobs and income. A lot of elderly people have lost the support that they had because of the people who have been uh, furloughed or lost their jobs laid off. You know, what's happening right now, it's, it's a truly major domino effect is what it is. There are so many layers to this virus, so much loss, not just loss of life, although that is probably the most important, of course. There are other losses that come with the loss of life. I probably shouldn't even say probably. Loss of life it would be the most important, but then it's a it's a ripple effect. It's a domino effect when people, when you lose somebody. You know, as childless not by choice women, I want to remind us, because of all the loss that we're seeing right now, we are probably thinking about the loss we have suffered in not being able to have the children and the family that we thought we would have. I want to remind you to get the mental health help you need. Get the mental health help you need. This is important, and I wanted to discuss it last just before our, we end our time together here, because 
That's how important it is. I want it to sink in. And you know how they say, psychologically, the last thing you hear is the the thing you remember. So I wanted to just remind you, remind us, we are battling the emotions that come with the loss of the ability to have children, to have the family we envisioned. We are dealing with decisions we would have have to make have had to make every day. They may seem a little innocuous now, maybe not, but we're dealing with life the way, you know, we're learning to deal with it uh, as childless women and men. And, and, and then on top of that, this pandemic hits, seriously. And, you know, we all know that everyone deals with these types of events in different ways. Some of us really don't know how to deal with it because we've never walked this path before. And I, I did a Facebook Live tonight um, as I'm recording this about that. There, this is a, a pathway we've never been down. And then in addition to handling stress in, in different ways, we also see that people's true colors begin to come out. The scam artists are out in full force taking advantage of people. I just don't understand what these people's hearts are. But anyway, heartless. Um, you know, some people have suffered major loss and now have to deal with this temporary new normal and uh, loss on top of loss on top of loss can you leave you feeling really overwhelmed. And I'm begging you to please, please seek help if you're feeling overwhelmed. Speak to a trusted friend or a professional, someone who can speak with you objectively. You know, many major corporations, if you are still employed, many major companies offer therapy assistance through their EAPs, employee assistance programs. So please do not be afraid to ask for help. And many times for these uh, employee assistance programs, nobody knows. Unless you say something, nobody's going to know that you call the employee assistance program and you're asking for help. Um major HIPAA violations would be taking place if anybody knew. So you really don't have to tell anybody and nobody ever has to know if that's how you feel about it. I mean, I didn't tell anybody for a very long time about the time I had to go to see someone. Uh, I've been twice, actually. Once was right after, maybe a couple months after my hysterectomy back in 2011. I started out dealing okay with it, with the hysterectomy. I had planned for it. Uh, I had maybe two months to plan for it, to wrap my mind around the fact that I was going to have a hysterectomy. I I did well for a few weeks after, but then it started to really sink in that I just had a hysterectomy and the end. (laughs) This body was not going to be carrying a child. And I had to to talk to myself. I really had to talk myself into the hysterectomy because after I scheduled it, I was like, okay, that's it. Done. Good. Ready to go when it's time. And then I started having doubts. And then I had to talk myself into the fact that I waited 10 years. I battled these fibroids for 10 years. I had all kinds of (laughs) intramuscular injections in a certain place um, in the back of the body (laughs) to, you know, And those injections took you into what I called uh, man-made menopause. And it was horrible. It was horrible. The natural menopause I'm dealing with now, it's nothing compared to what these injections did. And the injections were to to kill the fibroids. But the side effects, 
Oh my gosh. I, I pretty much told my OBGYN doctor, I can't, don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Just stop. Let's just stop. I, I couldn't do it anymore. And uh, so the different things that I tried in those 10 years to try to hang on to hope, the hope of meeting Mr. Wright and having a family, 10 years of just waiting and hanging on and then culminating in a hysterectomy. Wow. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. So I didn't do so well. I had to go talk to somebody. My very first visit, I bawled my eyes out. And um, the therapist asked me why I was crying. That's how that started. So that was my first visit. That was back in 2011. And then more recently, when I lost my mom, my mom, I lost, it's going to be May, May 6th will be a year. I cannot believe it's almost a year. It's just, it just feels like yesterday. The emotions feel like yesterday. I know that you're not just because you don't see me crying or hear me crying, the people who see me daily or whatever. Oh my gosh, it feels like yesterday. I cannot believe she's gone. I cannot believe it. And so I had to go speak with somebody because I needed some objective help because um, I'm not going to go too deeply into it, but I didn't get to grieve her the way I thought I would be able to. It just hurt. It hurt that I would not be able to grieve her the thought I would, the way I thought I would, and I had to go talk to somebody about it. I had to. I and I needed somebody objective. And so I'm I'm telling you all this all of this to tell you if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. It's it doesn't make you weak. It makes you stronger to realize that you need to go talk to somebody, that you're just not dealing with this well. And and on top of this, as I said before, all of these layers of stuff, it just, it can just bring up the, the whole childlessness thing, thing again. You know, you think you've got it under control. You think you're dealing well with your childlessness. You think you're okay with the, the, the co-workers who are bringing their children for a visit or the, the co-worker who's nine months pregnant. <laughs> you know, you think you're okay with that. And then mayhem global mayhem in the form of a coronavirus, and it just adds more stress. And it can all be just very overwhelming. So please, seek assistance. Don't be afraid. Check out the links that I put in the show notes. I put the link to all recipes. <laughs> and I also put a link to the website, the resources link from the website, our our website, childlessnotbychoice.net. So be sure to check out the resources. There's a link um, in the resources to a therapist who I, I actually interviewed on this podcast. So do check out the resources. If you have further questions about resources, please reach out to me, let me know, and I will try to assist you. I'll find you somebody. I'll even reach out to Christy, the young lady that uh, I interviewed a few episodes back. So don't be afraid to reach out. Don't try to keep it all in. I know we think we're strong. We're strong women because we've been through so much already, etc. And it's true. We are strong. We're stronger than the average woman because there are many women out there who couldn't deal with not being able to have the children or the husband or the family. 
and they just they just wouldn't deal with it very well. And we have decided that we would. And I'm not putting them down. Everybody's built differently and made differently. I'm not putting anyone down, but I'm putting you up and telling you that you are strong and you are worthy of assistance, of help. So don't be afraid to reach out for it. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode, this, wow, coronavirus sets new boundaries episode. I appreciate you tuning in today. Please share the episode with anyone you think, um, you know, it would help whether they're childless, not by choice or not. Please do um, share the episode. Tell me what you think about the episode. Remember, my contact information is in the show notes as well. You know, I have the Twitter account at Sevilla One. Uh, Instagram, if you're uh, childless, not by choice, and you want to see what I'm doing in the childless, not by choice arena, it's at joy and relevance. But I have three Instagram accounts, you guys. I mean, it's crazy. Anyway, so at joy and relevance, or at Sevilla one for my personal stuff. And then I have a third account, and that's for my other podcast. So if you see my name under a third podcast on Instagram, come check it out. I'll I'll leave it there. I won't tell you the name of it. So three Instagram accounts. The one that pertains to our platform is at Joy and Relevance. I'm on Pinterest. I, I get thousands of views on Pinterest, you all. It's pretty awesome. I love Pinterest. Love it. And I'm on LinkedIn. And so also, if you are interested in, in purchasing any product, visit the Tee Public Store, T-E-E Public Store. I just search for Childless Not By Choice or go to the shop page on the website, childlessnotbychoice.net. Go to the shop page. Remember, every purchase, everything you buy goes back into the platform because I have a job. Uh, My bills are being paid by my job. They're not going to be paid by any contributions that you make. Your contributions will go right back into the platform to help you and all of the listeners. So anything that you give is appreciated truly. In fact, if you would like to become a one-time or ongoing sponsor of the show, if you'd like to advertise your business or an upcoming event, contact me at Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com for details. That's Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com. That's Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com for details. Or message me on social media. Just give me 24 to 48 hours to respond Um, however you reach out to me. And remember that subscription to the podcast, subscription to the newsletter, it's it's all free. I know the word subscription makes you think that you have to to pay for something. I I mean, it does for me, but you don't. That's not what subscription means. It means that you're just becoming a part of the family. You do not have to be only childless, not by choice. Anyone can subscribe. But of course, the content is geared toward the childless, not by choice demographic, men and women globally. But anyone can come in and listen and join and contribute. I I just want to hear from from you. If this podcast helps you, if it's helped a friend, if you think it can help a friend, maybe you have kids, but the friend doesn't, the family member doesn't, please tell them about the podcast. Sometimes people people just still don't know. You know, I'm getting tons of listens now. Five years later, July will be five years, but 
Still, there are a lot of people on this planet and a lot of them don't know about this podcast. So help me share the word and share how how it's okay. It's okay to be childless, not by choice. We're going to be okay. And we can live joyful and relevant lives. Thanks again for listening and have a great one. Bye.